Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Afternoon drive with Goodman and Mason. Watch us on MileHighSports.com. Listen, of course, on Mile High Sports 98.1 FM, 107.5 HD3 FM. If you're in the Denver area, of course, you can also listen on Mile High Sports app in addition to watching. And of course, maybe you don't uh, want to listen or you can't listen while it's happening live. Well, we've got you covered with every show on this station having availability via podcast. Mm-hmm. On various podcast apps and, of course, available through the Mile High Sports app as well. So just because you can't listen live doesn't mean you can't listen. And as my parents often do, you can listen on your Alexa. You can say, Alexa, Ah. play Mile High Sports Radio. There you go. I didn't know that. And there you go. And I just got one of those for my birthday and I haven't put it up, put it together yet. Is it complicated, (sighs) Alexa? Not really. Okay, good. Although, I'm going to do it this weekend. I'm putting you, it up this weekend. You can have some fun with it, though. Yeah. Um, like my daughter, my, my parents have an Alexa. And so when it's time to visit, for my daughter to visit the grandparents, one of the things you can do is you can tell Alexa, Alexa, fart a hundred times. Oh, good Lord. You see, I'm, oh, per- good Lord. Mark, I'm perpetually 13 years uh, old. I understand. Yes. We all are. We all are. But it's the funny. We all think it's funny. Yes. Some of us just won't do it, but we all think it's funny. Yeah, you do it, and then it just goes on and on and on forever and ever and ever. The other thing is my, my parents first got Alexa, they couldn't quite figure it out, and my mom would yell at it. <laughs> now it's now it's all cool. Alexa! You don't have to yell. <laughs> <laughs> she can hear you. She's probably listening right now. About, I'm probably going to, uh, if You're she's gonna, listening, I will get a text. Yes, she will. About that. And you'll deserve it. I probably will. Sorry, Mom. No, you're listening. Love you. Appreciate you. Everything you do. If you want to join the conversation, join us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. I'm at Mace Denver. Mark Knudsen filling in for Eric Goodman today. He is at Mark Knudsen, K-N-U-D-S-O-N, 41. You mentioned the same number as Tom Seaver. Absolutely. He was my man. You chose that in honor of Tom? I did. I most certainly did. In fact, uh, when we first met, I was yeah. in uniform. He was he was broadcasting. Oh wow! And he first thing he noticed was I was wearing his number, and I I wore it my whole career for him. Did he ask you why you were wearing? He court? knew. He okay. pointed because John Stearns, local product, was mm-hmm. our advanced scout. He had caught Tom for the Mets. Yeah. And John and Tom were talking, and Billy Connors. They were talking, and I wandered over there during batting practice, and John because John promised to introduce us, and John introduces, and Tom pointed at my number, and we just nodded. And after that, every time I saw him, every time we played the Yankees, he was broadcasting the Yankees. He would come and find me. We would talk. You know, they they say don't ever want to you don't want to meet your heroes because you're going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. And I never was. He he treated me great. He he actually, I mean, he was really nice to me. And it was really sad when he passed away. It was. It was. He was still a good man. And that's I, I love hearing that because, like you say, they say don't meet yep. your heroes. But and when he, you find out your hero, but when you find out your hero is actually a good dude, yep. like Tom was. Treated me wonderful. Says says an awful lot. Time now for the for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Go get some tonight in Denver, Centennial, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. Well, the cloud that has been kind of looming over the Broncos this year has been the ownership situation. This Jill, year, well, for multiple years, yes. but but the cloud is the clouds are about yeah. to part mm-hmm. because. The thing that happened, of course, right before the start of training camp was finally some form of end date 
was put on the Pat Bowen Trust stewardship of the team with Joe Ellis saying he's going to step aside in the offseason and the team will either transition to Brittany Bowen or sold. And I think we all agree most likely to be sold. It's not even most likely, Mace. There's there's already been an internal meeting with the and it's already been determined within the family that there's mm-hmm. not going to be univ- unanimous consent which was necessary right so that's already in writing so Brittany Bolin is not going to be the owner it's I mean people keep saying that it's not not possible and another step with that is what was reported yesterday by sportico.com mm-hmm. yep. that representatives for the Broncos interviewed potential sell side bankers last month the Broncos through spokesperson Patrick Smythe said the team is quote nearly currently not for sale unquote but <laughs> <laughs> those those meetings with bankers probably tell you that it, yeah, it's not technically for sale, but that the wheels sale. are starting to be yeah. in motion. Yeah, I mean, I, legally, probably, yeah, but yes. I mean, it's been for sale for a while now. I mean, we know it's going to be sold for a while now. And so um, I guess I take this banking information is like a pre-qualifying, basically. Kind You're going to get a car. I want to buy a house. I'm going to have to get pre-qualified. I, I think maybe they're doing that, which makes you wonder. My first thought when I read the article yesterday was, hmm, that's probably telling me there's some guys in here that we've never heard of. I'm sh- I mean, it's very possible we've never heard of the next owner of the Broncos. We don't know him. I mean, John Malone's a possibility, right? The local local mm-hmm. ma- cable magnet. You know, I've, I've been saying for a long time that the Anschutz family would be natural owners for the Denver Broncos. Phil's getting up there in age, but Christian's a Denver business guy. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, maybe that would fit. You know, Anschutz is like Cronky, right? Except bigger. So maybe uh, not like even local. Maybe you yeah. start looking at other at other groups right. like you know Ben Navarro out of Charleston, South Carolina, right. finished second for the Carolina Panthers, mm-hmm. right. and was uh, was talking with Peyton Manning about being yeah. involved in some capacity and mm-hmm. lost out to David Tepper. Now Navarro actually had a bi- a bigger offer, but it wasn't cash. David Tepper, being worth eleven million dollars, had ca- had yeah. all the cash on hand, which means so, he wouldn't need a banker. Right, right, exactly. But that's where you, the, when bankers come in, that's where you talk about you some leveraging being yes. involved. Now, we were told early that they didn't want a group. They wanted an owner. They wanted right. a David Tepper. They didn't want a group. But common sense tells you, obviously, guys who can spend $6 million, billion, whatever it's going to be to buy this team mm-hmm. are few and far between. Plus, if I'm a guy like that, I want some football acumen in my group, and that's where Peyton Manning fits the bill perfectly, right? So a minority ownership share for a guy like Peyton Manning or, or whoever makes perfect sense, and maybe that's where the banker thing comes into it. And the thing is, whoever does that would probably, even, would probably get their money's worth, so to speak, in terms of goodwill with the fan base. Yes. Because good and credibility. Because yes. if you had Peyton Manning as part of your group. Ownership group, yep. That is that is that's that's basically instant kind of breathing room for you like the, in whatever you do. Instant instant honeymoon period right. that probably lasts a few years. Yeah. Because I think a group that that had Peyton Manning involved and had him involved heavily probably would get some Maybe not forgiveness, but would would get a, a, a nice degree one. of grace right. from well, the fans. We were base. talking earlier about the major league baseball owners: who wants to win and who's just doing it for the money. Yeah. And fans don't like it. I mean, Pat Boland set a bar that's probably impossible to reach, right? Because he was not about the bottom line; he was about winning. He would take a loss if it meant meant winning football games. Winning mattered to Pat Boland more than the bottom line. Those guys are few and far between. But Peyton Manning. Uh, come on, let's be honest. Winning is all that matters to Peyton Manning. He wouldn't be involved with a group if it wasn't about right. winning we first won the and right foremost. People. Right, exactly. So that, that you're right. Goodwill will go a long ways if you have somebody like that in your group. What you mentioned, we were talking about how 
this is if you have the bankers involved, that means you probably got some loan some some loans involved. Right. Is that necessarily a good thing? Is that or is that something <sighs> that maybe gives you a little bit of concern compared to say if uh, someone who was worth eight right. billion dollars and can do a cash right. buy? Like if, if Anschutz bought it, you wouldn't have to worry about that kind of thing, right? There's stability. But the downside to that, I think, is those guys are bottom line driven guys, right? Mm-hmm. If you have that money, it's, you, got, you didn't fall into it. You earned it, and you're, you're a great business guy. I mean, Pat Bolin, did Pat Bolin have all the money to buy the Broncos right away? I don't think he did. I mm-hmm. think he had to leverage himself a little bit, family members and all that, right? It so, was a very complicated right, web of right. So. Of- I, I, motivation to me matters a lot with this new owner. I want I want the new owner to be be Pat Bolin 2.0. We all do. That's probably not going to happen. But someone with the same motivations as Pat Bolin, like you said, will get goodwill and will have the community behind him. And let's let's face it, the NFL is a a very profitable business. Mm-hmm. I think he'll be able to cover his loans. And the motivation also with some prudence, because yeah. I think like we mentioned David Tepper, who bought the Carolina Panthers. Right. He clearly had the financial wherewithal, mm-hmm. and being a longtime minority owner of the Steelers, clearly always had the passion. But and the we, knowledge and the knowledge. But we have seen in Carolina, there has even though he kind of he didn't make any major moves in football operations for about a, for about two years. He let Ron Rivera kind of coach and dangle. then and dangle, and then moved on from him. Same thing with the GM Marty Herney. We're seeing things like chasing quarterbacks and throwing, mm-hmm. you know, he's gone through Teddy Bridgewater and then um, Bridgewater was on the, was, was on the outs. And so then you move on to Sam Darnold oh, yeah. and you end up paying Teddy Bridgewater to go somewhere else. And look, Bridgewater is average mm-hmm. as a starting quarterback. The Broncos are getting a great financial deal yeah. out of Bridgewater. Right. They are, they are getting far more than they're paying. The Panthers are paying Bridgewater more than the, Bron- the Broncos are. <laughs> yeah. Good deal. And Bridgewater's playing a little bit better than he did in Carolina. Although, in fairness, is playing about as well as he did in Carolina before he had the knee injury. Yeah. So this, I think we basically have an idea what Bridgewater is. Right. But then they chase Sam Darnold. And they give him, they commit to giving Sam Darnold the fifth-year option. And then he doesn't work out. And then you spend more money. You're paying Cam Newton more to come in in relief than the Patriots did to make him their starter last year. Much more. Doesn't that say about who he, who he brought in to run things? He's not making those decisions. His his football people are making those decisions, mm-hmm. and that's the. Hello? And he paid Matt Rule a lot, uh, who had I believe one year of pro experience yeah. as an assistant. Yeah. Backed up the Brinks truck for Matt yeah. Rule. That sounds awful familiar, though, doesn't it? <laughs> We've been chasing quarterbacks here for six years now. Yes. So it, it's all about who's running the operation for that owner. But good owners like Pat Bolin will have accountability. Mm-hmm. The front office has accountability. If you don't get the job done, you're not going to be doing this job anymore. Yeah. And I think that's been lacking since Pat Bolin left. I mean, I think John Elway should have a statue built for him and probably will at some point right out, out here. Surprised it hasn't happened already. Right. And I think he, I would be... If I'm a Bronco fan, I would want him affiliated with the club in some capacity, vice president of golf, whatever, for the rest of his life. He's the face of the franchise, and he always will be, okay? But, he did, but his front office was a bunch of his buddies, right? Mm-hmm. And they didn't do a good job. They just didn't. They've been chasing quarterbacks for five or six years. They did a poor job of that. Pat Bowlin wouldn't have stood for that. Joel S. did Joel S. because Joel S. just wanted to keep his job. You talk about accountability. We're going to get into accountability up the road in Fort Collins oh, at yes. CSU. We're going to get dive Absolutely. into what comes next after the firing of Steve Adazio yesterday as head football coach. What are they looking for? Mark Knudsen's plugged in 
of course, on things, all things CSU, all things CSU Rams. Yep. So we're going to pick his brain on that here on the other side. What comes next for the Colorado State Rams in football? On the other side, you Mile High Sports Radio, MileHighSports.com. I saw you just the other day. My, you have grown. Cast my memory back a lot. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. This is a remix of Sacrifice by Elton John. Yeah, it's uh, it's a new song with Elton John and Dua Lipa, and it's remix. Okay, correct. wow, wow, interesting. The different take on it, because I'm like, I recognize, I hear the lyrics, but it's supposed to be slower. I wasn't expecting like a backbeat to it. Yeah, there you go. Dan- so this is not uh, now. It's now now it brings in a Rocket Man. So that's really it's like an Elton yeah, John. Yeah, it's a very pastiche. interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting little mashup going on. Wow. So it's not flat. Is it? It's not really flashback Friday when we have something new like that, huh? It's uh, no. It's more of a feel good Friday. I'm there just playing a little go. bit of everything. Well, it's the mood here has totally been feel good all day. Well, I I appreciate that. Thank you. What does it say about your your co-host? Oh, I'm just wondering. I'm just at, thinking out. Are loud. you saying it's? I don't know. Is it feel good? It's feel good with Eric when okay. he's here on a Friday. Well, I think. I, yeah, it's been a while since I sat in with the both of you. So okay. I don't know. I'm just saying. I think you should take credit for this. Wow. Oh. Well. He built this show. I'm just kind of, you know, I'm, Fair. I'm just filling in. He he usually drives. I'm driving today. I'm trying not to crash the car. And one way I'm going to tell you how I'm, I'm not going to trash. Here's a crash question. It. Go ahead. Is he listening? It's a good right question. I, I am going to guess that he is either Recording. in on in transit or having dinner right now. So he'll listen later. Yes. And he'll critique. Yeah. And like, it's like all of a sudden you get back and you, all these notes. Actually, he hasn't done that. Like he's just, he'll just, he actually told me two days ago, he listened to one segment okay. after he went to the dentist and when Justin and I were filling in. So he'd heard enough by that point. He couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. Since I don't want to crash the car. Also, I want to tell you about Rocky Mountain Forest products because that's what the script says. But Rocky Mountain Forest Parks, they're a great partner of the show here. And they're also the only choice for wholesale lumber to the public, a family-owned business since 1974. Rocky Mountain Forest Parks has become the leading supplier in the state for some of the most recognizable structures in Colorado, including Empower Field, Coors Field, Ball Arena, the Stanley Hotel. You can find their lumber in all of their places. And all those places. And if you're a do-it-yourself, forget your lumber from Rocky Mountain Forest Products when you're building your next fence, deck, or siding for your home. You can get those wholesale prices so you don't have to pay too much. It's basically like you're a, like a contractor or a builder. You can get that for your do-it-yourself products from Rocky Mountain Forest Products in, in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com for more. If you want to join the conversation, it is the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. He's at Mark Knutson 41 I am at Mace Denver. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. Last Saturday night when I'm watching CSU in Nevada and I saw Steve Adazio go up the tunnel after being ejected, I 
immediately thought that's that should be the last that we've seen of him as CSU head coach. I was, and it turned out it was. I was honestly, we were. I was in the press box and we were looking at each other like, will he show up for the post game presser? <laughs> because <laughs> that has not been his hi- highlight of his stay either. The post game pressers have been tense and. In, in some ways egotistical, you know, talking down, almost Nick Saban talking down to the media guys in there, some of whom know more as much about football as he does. Mm. So, uh, yeah. I mean, you don't talk down to Terry Fry. Yeah. Terry Fry's dad was a legendary college coach. He's been doing this longer than you have. But anyway, um, yeah, I wondered that too. We, we all did. Everybody in the press box wondered if that was the end for Adazio. And I would say everybody in the stands, but there weren't anybody in the stands, which is even more damning <laughs> because the stands were virtually empty from the start. It There wasn't, there's maybe twelve thousand people in that in that building. Shockingly uh, empty at the start. Uh, and the weather was it wasn't. I mean, a night game in November, you could say, oh, it was it was beautiful weather. It was it was nice weather. So, it, people and the thing the thing about it is, being of the year packed. The people wanted to get back to see football. They'd been gone for a year. They couldn't wait. They were loving it. And then halfway through, when they bottomed out, now people stopped going. So I think that might have been the last – Not maybe the ejection wasn't the last draw. The, the empty seats were, were the last draw. And that's the thing. Of course, they waited until Thursday, which meant that the buyout did drop to $3 million. It would right. have been $1.5 million a year from now. But in the second half, I tweeted out, it's not a question of whether CSU can afford to fire Steve right. Adazio. It's whether they can afford not to because I don't think you would be looking at Close oh, to full stands no, next September no. and if he had come back. Their early season schedule is brutal. Uh, they have two, I can't off the top of my head. I mean, they go to Michigan, I believe, to start the season. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, it, 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 they could easily start out the season one and five mm-hmm. next year and be improved. So that was going to completely vacate Canvas Stadium, completely. And I think everybody finally figured that out up there, and they finally figured out, listen, this is not going well. Um the way it is, two years seems like or a year and five games seems mm-hmm. like a very short leash to give a guy, but the handwriting was just there. If you was. know, why waste yeah, the time? Yeah, exactly. As uh, Jeremy Foley, the longtime athletic director at Florida, used to used to say, "What will be done eventually must be done immediately." Yeah, he yeah. said that when they fired Ron Zook, yeah. who had yeah. replaced Steve Spurrier. Yep. If when you know, yep. you don't waste any time. Right. So. Where does Joe Parker go from here? He's already he's got the search firm. Yes. So we and Urban Meyer is, is not fortunately busy. Yeah. I, so he's not going to be involved. Um, I'm told that they they have told the players that they'll have a coach in five days, which seems quick. But again, the way this coaching carousel is going and the way things are moving, you you, you jump on and you get left behind, right? There could have already been contacts made even yes, before Adazio was fired. Uh, you know, intermediaries, yeah, yes. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's that's very possible. Um, a lot of us have been on the Tony Alford bandwagon for a long time. Tony, the assistant head coach at, at Ohio State, coached at Notre Dame before that, pro, Denver product, played for Sonny Lubick at CSU. I promise you, prior to the last cycle, and Tony's been very closed-lipped recently, but prior, prior to the last coaching cycle, he wanted the job badly. And we thought Urban Meyer being involved, who is former boss, would be a good sign for Tony, Tony Alford. But then you get the, well, he's never been a coordinator. Neither is P.J. Fleck or Dabo Sweeney. They hadn't been coordinators either. Either guy's got or he doesn't. What Tony has is a passion for CSU. You talked about VCU basketball earlier in the show, mm-hmm. about a step being a stepping stone, basically, for yes. every five years. There's some okay... That's, that can be okay in some... If, it's, if that's Jim McElwain, and then it's Mike Bobo, and they succeed and move on to bigger jobs... But when you have, miss on Mike Bobo... Right, right. You want If you want the next Sonny Lubick, his name is Tony Alford. I mean, I'm sorry, but he's one of the best recruiters in America. He's been national recruiter twice. National recruiter year twice. Uh, he turned down Brian Kelly to go to LSU with Brian Kelly. He said, no, I'm going to stay with Ryan Day at Ohio State. 
I don't know what Joe Parker would have to do. Having spurned him and, and really shunned him last time, and they didn't even talk to him last time. Mm-hmm. Having shunned him last time, I'm not sure if Tony would listen uh, to Joe Parker. Maybe he would, uh, but money would talk. But there's a guy who wants to put down roots in Fort Collins. His wife is from there. He wants to put down roots in Fort Collins and be the coach at CSU. That's his dream job. How many guys can you say that about, that CSU is their dream job? Guys who have pedigree. And I don't care about them not being a recruiter nonsense. That just doesn't matter. He's an assistant head coach. That supersedes not being a recruiter. Is it a dream job enough, though, to where if you had success that he would stay? Yeah, he would stay because he's older. Okay. Uh, now he, he, you know, he's done his money. He's got his national championship rings. He's done things. I think it's his, based on my interactions with people who are close to Tony Alford, yeah, he, he would stay. Because Sonny stayed, of course, right. for 15 seasons. And passed up opportunities to go lots of other places. And that's the thing. Like, he passed up in the, in that day and age. But there's such a discrepancy between the Power Five and the Group of Five yeah, now. Would, if Sonny Lubick were doing today what he did in the 1990s, would he have resisted the call from Miami, well, here's the for thing. example? Sonny, had Sonny been 10 years younger... When Tom Osborne left Nebraska, Sonny would have been the guy in Nebraska. They were close. Yeah. Sonny and Tom were close. Miami, Nebraska thing. Uh, but age factored in with Sonny. And, that, now, and but, that's, but, that's, how, my, that's right. how he didn't go to Miami. Right. Right. Because remember, when Bush Davis left, they didn't want to upset the apple cart. Right. So Larry Coker took the job that probably right. would have made sense to give to Sonny. Right. And then by the time Coker was done, Sonny was toward the right. end. Here's the difference now. When Sonny was coaching at CSU, CSU had a serious, serious resources issue. Lowest paid coaching staff in the, mat, in the Mountain West. Okay, He wasn't making a ton of money. Stadium was a piece of garbage. Now you have okay? a beautiful stadium. Now you have as good a, as good a stadium as there is in the Mountain West. One of the best in, around, right? I mean, if you've, have you been, you've been there. I mean, it's, it, Folsom Field is not a better football stadium than Canvas. It's a nicer setting mm-hmm. and all that, but it's not a nicer facility that, but for quality of the facility, I think you'd probably have to say, for the, it's not a big stadium, but for quality of the facility, it's probably in yeah. the top twenty percent yeah. of college football. Right, and so you've got resources now that you didn't have. So if you ask me, ask me about Sonny, I think with the he had these resources, he would have stayed at CSU. He didn't have them, and he still stayed. Mm-hmm. So I think he would have, would have stayed here. Um, you can use that now to get the next guy and say, look at these resources. Look what you got here. You got. You got an airport just a few miles away in Loveland. You've got, I mean, what do you not have? So I, I think honestly, CSU's made fans especially have made big noise about trying to be a Power Five school. You got to win before you're going to be a Power Five school. But the, and that's what it's all about. Right. Ask, the, ask UCF and South right. Florida about that because win. UCF's going to the Big Twelve right. and South Florida stuck in the American. Right. UCF won, USF didn't. Right. So, but now you've got the facilities. The only thing missing is winning, and the only thing missing is the right coach to put CSU on the map because the Power Five thing isn't done. The, the expansion oh. part's not done. Obviously, it's going to take it's going to take on a whole new look in the next five to ten years. CSU could be part of that. The Big Twelve took win. step one. Yes. Well, the SEC probably took step one. Well, no, but the Big 12, in terms of their expansion, they weren't going to take everybody at once, and that's something that I've heard kind of on the back Mm -hmm. channels in the American conference end of it as well. This may well end with a USF and CSU both going to the Big 12, a couple of green and gold schools, but they both need need to win. win. And this might end with an 84-team super conference. Yeah. Right? Any, any number of things that happen here. But you got to win first before you're going to be part of the good Which stuff. Which maybe makes this the most important hire in the history of CSU I, athletics, given the timing of it yeah, all. Yep, I agree. Because this is the fork in the road moment. Yep. We're going to talk more college football on the other side. It's championship Saturday, although there's a Pac-12 championship tonight, Utah and Oregon. But a lot of the championship games. That'll be fun to watch, though. It You'll will watch be it? fun to watch. See if Oregon can get some revenge. Yeah. 
Is it Mario Cristobal's swan song? Because Miami is circling around Cristobal. Uh, at Oregon. Now, Oregon. Talk about resources. Though. Oh, Oregon. Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. Oregon can outbid anybody. Yes, that's right. But Mario Cristobal is a Miami guy. Yep. So that's something to yep. watch going forward. But we're going to get into the games that have national championship college football playoff implications. What do we expect in those games? Somebody put a stake in Alabama, please. That Somebody drive nice. that stake right in there. That Let's would go. be nice, wouldn't it? Georgia's got the, the team to do it, yep. perhaps. They're right there in Atlanta. We're going to talk about that on the other side after and drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports Radio, milehighsports.com. She goes in Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Afternoon drive with Goodman and Mason. More feel-good vibes there, Danny. How come it's not Mason and Goodman? Uh, Goodman comes before Mason in the alphabet. Oh, okay, good answer. Good, answer. good diplomatic answer right Yeah. There. Although the late Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert, yeah, it was Siskel and Ebert. Ebert. Yeah, you know, we know why it was Siskel. No, and I do Ebert. not know why. They flipped the coin. Really? Yes. I did not know that. There, are, but Ebert and Siskel wouldn't have sounded as good, right? There are well, that's because we got used to Siskel and Ebert. Oh, true, if it had been true. Ebert and Siskel from the beginning, true. now the thing is, the two of them, they they were so persnickety about like their billing. Yep. They they decided on flipping a coin, and then. But they, when they st- when they were doing their show, when they went into syndication, because they were on public television mm-hmm. for a while, but when they went into syndication with a with Disney syndication arm, they tried to convince the producers to change the intro every week so that some the one <laughs> it was Siskel pr- first one week and then Roger Ebert the next week because the two of them couldn't settle anything and that's the- they, they they flipped. It was always a quarter they would flip to break ties. And literally, that's why it was Cisco and Ebert, because they flipped a coin and Gene Cisco. They could have come up with a name that didn't have either name in it, and it would have been fine. They'd had that. Yeah. Because it was, I believe, um, it was at the movies. That's right. You're right. And then before that, it was sneak previews. Okay. But then they leaned into the Egos. two personalities. Egos. Right, Ego. that's how it is. Right. Anyway, but that's but that's how you had S. So when's you're gonna be? So maybe I think on the first at the first of the year you should have a coin flip. Just let this calendar year run out. For, for 2022, there should be a coin flip. I think the other thing also is that when, I, you know, I, I, of course, replaced uh, the great Les Shapiro. Right. And it was Goodman and Shapiro. Yes, it was. So it just seemed logical Alpha. to have it be Goodman and Mason. I know, but just flip a coin. Just for fun. <sighs> Do it on the air. Then we have to record all the promos and everything <laughs> like that. Oh, anyway, if you want to join the conversation, the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mark Knutson 41 filling in for Eric Goodman. I am at... Mace Denver. Time now for it's not the buzz, is it? What's trending? Thank you. Thank you. What's trending? Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at sthmazda.com. Well, it's championship Saturday in yes. college football, championship weekend, because you have uh, Utah and Oregon battling for the Pac-12. And you tonight. know what else it is? It's Heisman weekend. I have to vote. I'm, I'm 26th oh. year of Heisman voting. I have to vote on, on this weekend after these games. Good. 
And I and I'm glad you're not voting until after oh, these tell, yeah, games. Yes, no question. There, in fact, you should. We and I had again. I had Tim Henning on my podcast yes. last week, um, associate director of the Heisman. And I asked him directly, and you can hear it. Knutson and the Commish, my my podcast. Uh, why they don't wait till after the bowl games? And he said it's the same argument as baseball. It's a regular season award, which would, is unfortunate. Would it be unbecoming for me to ask who is your current favorite? Uh, unbe- I have four people I'm still considering. Okay, I'm considering Kenny Pickett from Pitt. Okay. Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati, Kenny Walker from Michigan State, and Bryce Young from Alabama. Although I'd be loath to vote for Bryce Young if I unless unless he he leads a win over over Georgia, he flips the script. And for me. three of them, of course, play tomorrow. Right. And the and Bryce Young has a huge game. Alabama right. needs really needs to win. Right. To oh, I, you to would beat hope Georgia. So. You hope so. Georgia is the only team that we know is in the playoff. They right. could lose to Alabama, right. even lose by a lot. Georgia is going to be in the last mm-hmm. four. Alabama playing for its survival in the SEC championship against Georgia. Somebody tomorrow. drive a stake through them, please. Yes. I mean, how cool would it be if we had four new teams? That's been the gripe about the playoff from the right. start. It's been the same teams. If if Alabama's out and Oklahoma State gets in, four new teams. Yeah. That would be very cool. That's what I think that's what every college football of fan course, has been hoping for. To make sure you have four new teams in that event, Cincinnati also needs to take care yeah. of business. They're at home against Houston. Yep. This is a potentially tricky matchup mm-hmm. for the Bearcats, even though they're favored, they've been, you know, Houston's been playing great. Houston's been playing well. And Cincinnati has been living kind of dangerously yes, in some have. of the games lately. Yes, they have. But again, um, and I heard on the show before this, we they were, they were talking about Houston's played or Cincinnati's played their best games against their best teams. True. Right. Played they, in the level they, of the competition. They have. So you expect that they'll raise, raise their, raise their game to meet the Houston Cougars, future Big Ten or future Big 12 right. um, compatriots. Both these teams, yeah. Are, yeah. And the thing with Cincinnati, you mentioned kind of rising the level yep. of the competition. Personally, I want to see them in the playoff yep. because the thing that they have that maybe some of these other, uh, the teams that are from the from the group of five that ha- that could have been pushing to be in the playoff, the thing that Cincinnati has is no matter who they play in the playoff, they're going to have the best player on the field at the most important position, no matter who they go against, and that would be Desmond Ritter at quarterback. Yeah, you're probably right about that. I mean, again, you can make an Alabama argument there, but if Alabama wins, Cincinnati might not make it. Oklahoma State might leap them if they win mm-hmm. win their game. So, yeah, you're right. Um, best player at the most important position. I'm not sure Georgia's defensive lineman's name escapes me. He's not the, and right. Hutchinson from Tech, from Michigan aren't better players. Hutchinson could go number one overall. Right. He might have played his way past Kayvon Thibodeau. Right, but most important position you're that's right. the that's the yep. thing that's kind of the trump the yep. trump card there michigan iowa is a fascinating game Iowa's just so ugly but they find a way to win games i mean right. they had no business beating nebraska of course you can say about almost everybody in nebraska but that's ne- nebraska <laughs> nebraska made an art form out of losing close games but nonetheless <laughs> iowa what, they have t-shirts that say a punt is a win basically right punting is winning um well john fox used to say sometimes a punt is not a bad play sometimes but in iowa it's like most times they're not a real talented football team, but they just do all the little things to win. And Michigan should beat them. But again, Mich- Iowa has had Michigan's number over the years. Iowa's, even when Michigan's been at their best, they've had a hard time with Iowa. So mm-hmm. that is not by any stretch a slam dunk for Michigan. It's not. And uh, just because just because Iowa struggled with Nebraska, I mean, I think Michigan struggled with Nebraska. Yep, I mean, it was Everybody fascinating did. that in Big Ten play, Nebraska went one and eight. Yeah, and, they and had, had a positive well, point of as a Nebraska because they fan, destroyed, I can tell you, because they destroyed Northwestern by 50, forty-nine, fifty-six to seven. Yeah, but yeah, so. the other games against Big Ten opponents, they lost to Illinois by eight. Yep. 
Michigan State by three. Hey, we got a world record. Yeah. Most one most single digit losses in a college football season. Go big red. Because you lost by single digits to Oklahoma Every, everybody, too. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> it's amazing. Punt return beat us against Michigan State. Michigan State didn't have an, a, a second half first down against Nebraska. Yeah. Not a first down, and they won the game on a punt return. It's remarkable. Yeah, it was. It was a. Would season. you have, would you have brought Scott Frost back? Yes, uh, and, the, and ex- they did exactly what Scott Frost did with Jim Harbaugh: restructured his contract, yeah. restructuring the coaching staff. Scott has to learn from his UCF days that the Oregon UCF offense does not work in the Big Ten. He's got his offensive staff. Um, as a CEO, he's the right guy. But it, Trev Alberts is the real driver there, the athletic director. He'll do fine. Can Nebraska ever get back to where they were? No. No. They, to where they were? Yeah. No. They can get to Wisconsin's level. They can be Wisconsin. They can be the, the best team in the West. They can. <laughs> but will they ever reach Alabama proportions? No. They don't have the resources. The days of dominance are done. No, they have, right. they, I shouldn't okay. say they don't have the resources. They have the resources. They don't have the fan, the, the population base and all the that. Geograf- they don't have, they don't the geography is the biggest factor yeah, against the problem. University of Nebraska. Okay. But they can be Wisconsin. So let's call our shots. Georgia, Alabama, who wins? I got Georgia. I got Georgia winning big. I do. I just think that defense, that front seven is so nasty. Alabama can't run the ball. Yeah. Alabama was lucky to beat Auburn. Lucky to beat Auburn. Should have iced that game in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So I, I just don't see how Alabama can be can, can stay within two touchdowns of Georgia. This is not a vintage Alabama team, at no, least not, not by Nick close. Saban's standards. Not, especially on offense. So I've got Georgia winning, which yeah. means Alabama's out. Yes. Uh, let's move on. Michigan, Iowa. I, I think Michigan wins, but I think it's close. Yeah. I do think it's close. Margin I, isn't going to matter. No, it's not going to matter. I think, I think it's close. And I think, I think Cincinnati wins. I won't say comfortably, but decide double digit, 10 points. And then with Alabama out, that brings to Oklahoma State, Baylor. Oklahoma State, an Oklahoma State team that's based on its defense. How about that? Mike Gundy team who knew? all defense. Who knew yeah. that would ever happen? In the Big 12 Cowboys. defense? But uh, that defense is really, really good. That wow. leaves Notre Dame and their and their new coach, I guess, their 35-year-old defensive coordinator coach, out on the on the outside looking in, unfortunately. There's something to zigging when everybody else is zagging. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Oklahoma State, by the way, has allowed three or fewer points in three of their last five games. Yeah. Gave up, did give up 33 to Oklahoma. Yeah. Last time they played there over this season, it was uh, in Stillwater 24-14. Yeah. I think another game like that yeah, isn't I do coming. Too. I, I do too. So I, Notre Dame's going to be on the out because I think Cincinnati, again, find that re- reaching the level of their opponent. I think. I think. Having since, beat, who I think that? though. I think Cincinnati will play its best game yeah, tomorrow. And, and and having beaten Notre Dame early in the year. Yes. That, that turns out to be maybe the most important college game of the year. It, it does. Besides Alabama, Georgia. Who knew? Yeah. And that's fun. Cool. And that's that's why that's so if cool. Cincinnati wins, it would be absolutely criminal for Notre Dame to push that spot. But I think they won't. Cincinnati yeah, will be in so the playoff. Then it'd be all, it's awesome to see the, a group the committee of five would just make be, get so much grief if they put Al- Notre Dame in above Cincinnati. There's and no Desmond way. Ritter being a potential round one, maybe round two, but he can make himself a round yes. one pick. Yeah. Based on what is to come, and that adds another layer. He can of make excitement. himself a Heisman finalist. Yes. There's going to be four of them. I was told by Tim Henning, four Heisman finalists. He can be there. He can be in New York, a Group of Five guy in New York, which is awesome. And that's another layer of excitement. And yep. also, what happens with Luke Fickle yeah. as well? So far. He's well, staying put, but and that job might be more attractive for him to stay at with him yes, going to the Big Twelve. That's, right. that's the other thing in play here. I thought he was a slam dunk. In fact, I went to the USC Colorado game. Yeah, I thought he was a slam dunk for the USC because the Mike Bone connection. connection, and so did some USC guys that I was talking to. So I'm shocked that that, that didn't happen. But if he couldn't get that job, why move? Yeah, exactly. It's a good job, and he's yeah. got Cincinnati rolling mm-hmm. right now. On the other side, just in case you missed it, Danny, what did we miss? Nuggets and Avalanche both oh, playing yes. tomorrow. Nuggets, a real early game at Madison Square Garden, and the Avs in Canada for a third straight game. We'll preview both those games next right here on Afternoon Drive with Knutson and Mason.
Mm-hmm. You know we finally here, right? Well, we... It's Friday then, it's Saturday, Sunday. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Afternoon drive with Goodman and Mason. Mark Knutson filling in for Eric Goodman. I'm Andrew Mason. Watch us milehighsports.com. Listen on Mile High Sports Radio, 98.1 FM, 107.5 HD, 3 FM in Denver. If you want to join us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, he's at Mark Knutson, K-N-U-D-S-O-N, Mark, standard spelling with a K, and 41. Mark Knutson, 41. I was a pitcher. I have to use that cap to K. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Knutson. Need all those I could you start get. With a, you end with a K, yeah. you start with Need a K. Need all those I could get. Yeah. Anyway, I can get them. Exactly. <laughs> and on that, Mace Denver, time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two for one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Masterpiece Roofing. Find out how Masterpiece can get your insurance company to pay for your roof. Call 720-242-6404 or go to MasterpieceRoofing.com today. Just in case you missed it, the Denver Nuggets at the New York Knicks tomorrow, 11 o'clock a.m. Mountain Time tip from Madison Square Garden. Both teams have one player that leads them in points, rebounds, and assists per game. It's Jokic, of course, for Denver, and Julius Randle for New York. Who has the better helping supporting cast right now, Joker or Randle? I mean, that's really tough because mm-hmm. like one of the, that's an issue for the Knicks right now. And the Knicks, by the way, are sitting at 11-11 and 11 right now. They're in the 10th spot in the East. So, I mean, I think they're pretty well. Uh, yeah, they're but they're equal. They're equal in that they're the supporting cast really aren't we've, great. We've talked coin flips today, right? <laughs> yeah, same situation. I, I, I'm just wondering, and I maybe I'm way off base here, but I'm just wondering if the Nuggets brass is considering another Aaron Gordon-ish trade to bring some more help in. Porter's gone for foreseeable future the, this mm-hmm. year, and who knows? Murray, when he comes back, is not going to be Murray right away. Yeah, you lost Dozier. Highland seems as a skinny rookie. He's got the bumps and bruises are catching up to him, right? He, he's, mm-hmm. in, he's in for a game. He's out for a game. They need some help, man. Joker needs some help. Is there somebody out there they can get? I, I listened to the radio the other day. There, Gary Harris might be let go. You know, bought out by Orlando. Maybe yeah. bring Gary Harris back. You got to do something. Something. It's 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 a band aid at this point. Yeah. I mean, you really are. You're trying to get through this moment. Here. Or do you tank? Well, if you tank, then you pull Jokic. Yeah. Period. Right. If, if his wrist injury had been serious, that's maybe something you would have thought about doing what the Spurs did. Because yeah. if Jokic is not out there, this no, team probably not. is one of the three worst. In yeah, basketball. they're not. They're not a playoff team without him. There's no yep. question. Rockets may be interested in trading uh, John Wall, but there's a huge price tag that comes with that. And Kemba Walker off the floor. on the outs yes. with the Knicks as well. Yeah. Uh, so mm-hmm. a couple guys there that maybe could help Chemistry with uh, Jamal matters. Murray. Chemistry matters. you got to have the right fit. Uh, Avalanche at Ottawa Senators tomorrow at 5 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time. The Avs beat the Canadiens 4-1 to last night, and Montreal is second to last ahead of only Ottawa in the Atlantic Division. So... 
how many goals do the Avalanche score on the Senators tomorrow night? I think they'll put up, put up five. But kind of the the big thing is, uh, you know, Dar- Darcy Kemper um, is continuing to struggle uh, uh, with injuries. Now we're talking about an upper back injury that he's dealing with as That's well. That's oddly so. specific for hockey. Yeah, upper back as opposed to you know, <laughs> upper body. Yeah, upper back. Yeah. And so. I'm not sure that the Avs wanted that specifically out yeah, there. It's just right. what's being reported. So, you know, it's uh, you're going to see some more Jonas uh, Johansson. Involved. Who's the best player on the Colorado Avalanche? You know what? Kadri can make an argument, can't he? Kadri's hot see? right now. Um, you can make an argument, can't you? And Kale McCarr's playing really well, That's too. That's right. McKinnon's been out. He's coming back. But is he still the... Best player on the team. That's I, a good problem to have. That's the opposite a, problem the Nuggets have. It's opposite a, problem. It's also a reminder that, like, if you're the Avs, it should stay the course. Yes. Work on fine. If Kemper's missing time right now, that's fine. Let him. The goal is make sure he's ready and healthy right. for the playoffs. That's what this is all about. The seeding doesn't matter. Right. All that matters is they're in the playoffs. And, and they're healthy going into yeah. the playoffs. Agreed. My cause, my cleats this weekend in the NFL. Some of the uh, causes that Broncos players will be representing on their cleats this weekend. Garrett Bowles, the National Center for Learning Disabilities Foundation. Jerry Judy, Trisomy 18 Foundation. Uh, and and uh, issue that his sister was affected by. Mike Purcell, the Wounded Warriors Project. And Justin Simmons, representing his own foundation, the Justin Simmons Foundation, as well uh, as... Well as fuel up to play 60 a lot of worthy causes out there if you guys were to uh, represent a cause on your cleats in the nfl what cause is one that you would choose and i think they should i think you should be wearing special shoes when you go to kansas city tomorrow yeah but i didn't have any made for me i know i, I have a son with autism so the autism society of america is obviously close to my near and dear to my heart but I'd How say, about you i'd say that uh, that's because i'm actually on on the spectrum um as well as uh, the American Cancer Society, mm-hmm. so can't go wrong. You can't. I mean, there are so many right. worthy causes. I mean, that you could. I mean, and we're going to see them on display, and it's really cool. Yep. I know uh, a lot of Broncos officials also are are, are spotlighting Alzheimer's awareness this week, which is something yes, which very, makes perfect sense. Very Broncos. relevant for mm-hmm. the Denver Broncos. That was just in case cool. you missed it. Brought to you by our good friends over. At Masterpiece Roofing, a hailstorm sucks if it damages your roof, kind of like what happened in Westminster back in August. So what should you do? Go with Masterpiece Roofing, recently voted Denver's best roofing company. Their dozen years of experience can get your insurance company to pay for your roof repair. They don't just repair roofs as well, they replace them. So go with Masterpiece Roofing, a local company with over 100 five-star Google reviews. Call today for snow season, which hasn't happened yeah, yet. We ha- Is there one? Uh, it doesn't look like it's going to happen next week either, at least in Denver proper, maybe down in Castle Rock. And Just can I have this weather in March, please, for my high school baseball season? Please. But you know what's going to happen. Oh, I know. It happened last year. We're going to get too. a blizzard in, in March. That's how the it is. The whole but, month of March last year. But you've got the chance to get your roof repair. Go with Masterpiece Roofing right now. Go to MasterpieceRoofing.com for a free estimate. Danny and Andrew, fantastic job behind the glass. This all this week, appreciate you, Mark Knutson. Appreciate you filling in yeah, for Eric Goodman. It's always fun. Always fun. Good. And such a great vibe today. Oh well, thank you. Thank you, just, you. You just created this warm and fuzzy all day. This aura. Yeah. I think it was also Danny's music choices. Good point. Coming out of the break, it was a feel good Friday. Team effort. It was exactly all the good vibes. 
Have a great weekend. Of course, big Bronco game Sunday enjoy night. Enjoy Kansas City. I will enjoy Kansas City. Barbecue. Plenty. I'll tell you all about the barbecue coming up next week here when we're back here uh, in the Mile High Sports Studios. Talk to you on Monday. Oh,